Hello and welcome to today's episode of Emergency Action Planning Broadcast. Today's special guest is Larissa Harrington. Now, Larissa is an executive well-being coach, a consultant, and a trainer. She helps successful, purpose-driven professionals continue doing meaningful work in the world without sacrificing their health. She trains the best to do be better, do better, and feel better so they can expand their impact and feel great while doing it. So, Larissa, sounds like you like people to feel good. So tell me all about that. What brought you to that point? What's this little feel-good thing? I do. And thank you so much for having me here. I'm so glad we get to have this conversation. And yes, helping people feel better because selfishly, I want people out there contributing to the world. And what I've seen from being in the military for 20 years, from doing this work for over 20 years, is that when people aren't taking care of themselves, when people aren't investing in their health, mentally, physically, emotionally, they're not able to contribute in the way that they need to be. Because even though I'm retired, to me, service is still important. And I believe all of us should be of service every single day. And so if I can do my part to help other people feel their best and take care of themselves while they do their own part to make a positive impact in the world, then I think it just makes everything and everyone better. So that's so, my focus. So you say you you see people who just aren't doing better in all the aspects of your life, you know, whether health, wealth, relationships, et cetera. And you see people yeah. probably focus on one and ignore the others. Is that what you're trying to say here? Yeah, exactly. So think about it. Somebody who's, well, you know, we, we're both in the military. You see people in the military, let's say, they're only focusing on work, 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 and then their right. relationship suffers, their health suffers. And then one day they have a heart attack or something happens, their doctor's like, whoa, you need to do something about this. So then they shift all of their energy into taking care of their health because it was a wake up call for them. But right. maybe they're still neglecting their spouse. They're still neglecting their kids because they're only focusing on this because they let it go so far. And you see that so, cycle happening all the time. So, so what would you say is probably, I mean, yes, I'm totally 100% aware and I agree with you and I've been guilty of it myself. But what is it that brings us mm -hmm. to that point? Why is it that we sort of like, well, I'm going to be the professional at work, but I'm going to be an amateur at home. Or I'm going to be the professional on the baseball field, but I'm going to be an amateur at the day job. What's what makes us do that? Our beliefs. That's, Our beliefs. For me, that's what I see. Like beliefs around what it means to be a good person, or what it means to contribute, or people that get so focused in how much money they bring in and think that that's what that's what they need to do in order to be a good spouse. It's like I just have to make a lot of money, okay. or I have to lead a lot of people but they're miserable. Everyone around them is miserable. And so, okay. yeah, from, from my experience, that's the issue. Yes, culture and other things can play a part, but really it's our beliefs around what we should be doing, what we're supposed to do, and really not being taught how to be able to invest in all of those things. That's not something that people are taught at a young age. That's quite true. We are not. So so when you get an individual, a male, female, a professional, or whoever that comes to you and says, help mm -hmm. me, please, I need help. What do you do? What's the process you take them through? Can you give me a little Reader's Digest version of how you go through this to <laughs> help them, you know, wake up and do the things that they really want to do? Yeah. So um, some of my specialties are mindfulness, 
and emotional intelligence. So when I start working with people, we really start with the mindfulness aspect of it, which is teaching people how to pay attention on purpose in the present moment without judgment. And so when we can start from that foundation of just actually starting to pay attention and asking them those deeper questions around, okay, what is it that you truly desire? What is it that's going well for you? What is it that you're celebrating in your life? What are those things that you want to be different or better? Like helping people get clarity around that is where we start so that we know the direction that we're headed. Because a lot of times what people say is important to them or what their actions are showing isn't true. And so we oh, start with yes. that clarity. Right. Say, well, so, what do you really want? So how long does it take yeah. to go through? It probably depends on the individual, but just give me a, a an example of one of your past experiences when you're working with this individual. Was it a real wall to bust through for these people to really figure it out? Or did they say, oh, yeah, I know all about it. I'm just not doing it. Uh, so I, I'll say a couple of things. One, I wish that I could just work in the space of prevention, uh, which I know is similar to the work you do, right? Like our life would be so much easier if we were just only focusing on prevention. But right. when people come to work with me, typically they've already had that wake up call where something bad has happened. A spouse okay. has said, I'm going to leave you. The doctor has said, if you don't change, you're going to die. Like something has happened. And so when we're talking about, you know, how long it takes for people to really see the results, it's in the first session is when they get that wake up call because they've already gone through so much right. before actually saying, yes, I want to get help with this thing. And then so sometimes it takes years because there's years of conditioning decades of conditioning that we have to get through. So it's just layer after layer. So yes, impact after the first session. And for many people, then it takes a while before they're able to fully be able to live that, you know, mindful, joyous life that they desire because of how long they've been doing things the opposite way. So it sounds in some ways, and I've heard this in other places, it's sort of like a reprogramming system where we're taking that software we've built into our mind through the course of generations and decades, and we're rewriting it in some way, shape, or form so the program runs better, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For me, it's always about efficiency and effectiveness. Okay. Like, how can we help people be more efficient and effective? And that means, like, yes, after the first time people work with me, they see drastic results. And for some people, there's a lot of reprogramming as you're saying that need, that needs to happen because right. they realize wow this belief that I've been working with isn't actually supporting me in living the life that I want to live or this trauma that I've been pushing down and ignoring is actually showing up in my life in all of these different ways maybe it's time I heal from it instead of numbing it out with with wine right. every night Okay, so let me ask you a simple question here. We, we, mm -hmm. I like to boil things down to the three basics, health, wealth, and relationships. So we can go yes. much broader than that, but let's everyone understands those. So when, when you're dealing with an individual who wants to fix one of those three areas, is it usually one or more than one? Or do you find people that want to fix everything or, or they find that myopic focus because like you said, the wife or the husband is leaving, uh, you might be losing your job, the doctor said you're going to die. Or, so how does that usually work? Yeah. So when people come to work with me, it's normally one area. Most of okay. the time it's mental health thing. Right. But I love this saying, like, wherever you go, there you are. Right. And even though people are coming for one area of their life, 
the way that they're showing up is often the same in every area of their life, or they've been ignoring the fact that these other areas are not doing so great either, but it's just the wake up call. That's like, okay, I have to work on this right now. So in other words, uh, what I hear you saying, which I agree with, you can't fix one thing without fixing everything because (laughs) we are the way we are. And, you know, we might say, well, I wear a different hat here and a different hat there and a different hat there. Well, that's why you're so screwed up, Ducky. You know, just do the one <laughs> hat for all of them, right? Yes. I re- um, I, I started as a, well, I started a long time ago in like the health and fitness space. And then I became a life coach. And then I went to leadership coaching for organizational well-being training. Okay. Um, and I was asking the co- the mentor there, I'm like, hey, everything that we're talking about here was the basically the exact same stuff I learned when I was training to be a life coach. And she's okay. like, well, yeah, because it's all the same stuff, right? Like you're coming in as an executive coach, but it's still about life. And so I love exactly what you're saying. It's all the same, the same stuff. You might have this as your focus for right now. But I guarantee you that there's other areas in your life that you'd like to improve or a client would like to improve as well, even though they're just coming for this one thing right now. Okay, so there are benefits to working with you, especially if you recognize that those people have a need to do so, right? So, yes. so can, you, can you give me a, uh, what's the term I'm looking for, a... Uh, Give me an example, someone that you've worked with who made such a wonderful breakthrough and they were just like, okay, now they're pulled themselves out of that rut they've been in. What happened with this person? Um, Let me think of an example. Okay, I'll say one of my clients is a successful business owner. And when they started working with me, it was mostly just focusing on growing their business. And then as we started doing the deeper work, like we were just talking about, this person realized like, how they were showing up in all of the relationships in their life, right? With the people that work for them, romantic relationships, family relationships. They realized all of the inner stuff that they needed to address because they originally started by focusing on their business. And so now I actually just saw this client this morning and we were reflecting back like, hey, look at where you were two years ago to where you are now and all of this deep work and how their business is growing they've doubled their business but that's not even like the main thing that they focus on when they talk about the growth that's happened it's in being able to have better boundaries better communication sleeping better they're doing yoga every day like all of these other areas in their life that isn't what they came to work with me for And I, yes, I work with business owners and executives and leaderships, but I don't tell people I'm a business coach. Like that's not my focus, Right. but yes, people's businesses will improve because we're working on the whole person. Well, what you're saying is they're improving. So if they are improving as an individual, then their whole life should improve Mm -hmm. regardless of what the pieces are. Right. Yeah. All right. That sounds like fun so what is the trip here that's going on with most of us people here who can't get that the first time i mean we all know deep down inside if we have a problem we, have, we probably know exactly what that problem is and the ideally we know exactly what we probably need to do to fix it so why aren't we uh again i think it goes back to the beliefs and when okay. i first started realizing this for so i was at air force 
in our core values or one of them being service before self and that being something like that being a core value for military all military branches and a lot of jobs right that people have this belief that they are supposed to take care of others before themselves and so when we have been conditioned to believe that and that is showing up in our life in every single way and that we are not taking care of ourselves because we are focused on serving others caring for others giving to others and little by little we neglect ourselves and we are intelligent and we know things like self-care is important put your own oxygen mask on first burnout is bad go for a walk eat healthy food like all of these things that people know but because the beliefs are still there that other people are more important than them that's where the problem lies it's not from a lack of education or intelligence I work, I only work with really intelligent, successful people. They know these things, but they're not doing them right. because of those underlying beliefs that there's still a part of them believing that other people are more important. And well, if I'm well, still able to, I, I still can. Well, isn't there sort of like an oxymoron going here? It's just like, okay, um, self before service, service before self. So when we look at a real, truly professional person as a giver, they help other people all the time. They think about those other people. And so that's not a bad thing, but somehow we've been ingrained to think only about them and ignore ourselves. So how can we get that yeah. balance? What is that balance? So I can be a very good, healthy, fantastic person and give the gift to you. How can we make that happen? Yeah. Changing it to and, right? That it's not a be service before self, it's and. It's not mm -hmm. care for others or myself, it's and. And when we can start shifting and looking at things in that way, and again, we have to start with the clarity around what is it that I need? What do I need to thrive? How much sleep do I need? What type of food do I need to eat where I'm energized and I feel focused and clear when I'm going through the day? What? How much movement do I need? What kind of movement is safe for me? Right. right? When we have the clarity on those like basic things, right? I can't tell you how many clients I have where they don't even get up and go to the bathroom during the day because they're so focused on work. They oh, skip really? meals or they just eat junk, right? Because they're just so focused on work. So when we can shift it to say, I can take care of other people and take care of myself, everything changes. And so when we address those beliefs and then how do we not get into that place, but we can still serve and give, <clears throat> it's that we make sure that the foundational stuff is taken care of first and then create a strategy, set up our life so that we're doing those things. And still giving and serving. Because again, I believe we should all be doing that every single day. And a lot of people aren't serving and giving in the way that they desire because they're exhausted, because they're in the hospital. Because, because they're, they're exhausted, yeah. So, well, well, <laughs> yeah. So, well, let me ask you a simple little question here. Men and women are a little different. We know that. And I know the men are usually generally the, the focus-driven, goal-oriented species and the females mm -hmm. are more into the conversation and the giving and the taking and the sharing in your experience when you're with your clients do you see a dichotomy and more males more females or is there a balance or what's going on with that uh yes there's a difference more females come to work with me but i will say for men it often shows up differently in that they're more focused on the success being the provider how can they make more money to take care of others financially, right? I often right. see it showing up more in that way. 
and they're still neglecting themselves or a lot of them are like, I'm just going to go out and run every morning or, you know, it's not that they're not working out at all, but they're not doing things in a healthy way because they're neglecting still other parts of health, right? Okay. Or mental health, emotional health. And then oftentimes for women, it's showing up like, I can't say no, I have no boundaries. If anybody asks me something, I will do it, whether it's a friend or significant other or see somebody on the side of the road that, you know, needs money or the ride, right? People, they'll just say yes because mm -hmm. of their beliefs around what it means to be a good person. And a lot so of it still shows probably, up as exhaustion. Right. Yeah. So we're still damaging ourselves, even though our interior motors for doing it are somewhat different, but we're still yeah. creating problems for ourselves. So what can we do moving forward? You see, my big concern is the, our children and the future of the world. And mm -hmm. how do we take these parents, these business people, these industry leaders, these people that several others look up to and make sure they're given the right message so that our children will get that right message now as they're growing up so we don't have to sit with them for two or three years and fix what's broken. Can we do that now? Is there a way we can make this happen? Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I, I love the work that you do, Daniel, and focus it and being on the children. And one of the things that we as adults can do is take care of our own stuff, like do that inner work so that we're mm -hmm. not passing it to our children, whether, you know, we're talking about passing it to our children and that we're an, an a-hole to them because we are exhausted and don't have patience and aren't showing up in the way that we want, but also so that we're not modeling that same behavior. Right. Right. When we think about, yes, I would love if every school had, you know, a focus on emotional health and communication and boundaries and all of these different things. But we as parents can do our part in having those conversations and being able to communicate effectively and being able to say, hey, I, I made a mistake or hey, I, I need to take care of myself right now. And so I think for us, that's a, the simplest thing that we can do. Just so I've heard how you, we're showing up. I've heard you use a term repeatedly, communications. So it's, mm -hmm. well, it sounds to me it's a lot about how we talk to ourselves and how do, how do we talk to the world around us. And you've mentioned that exactly. sometimes there are two different messages that we're giving. So the bottom line is communications at all essences. As a leader, we need to be able to communicate our intent. We need to be able to communicate what we want mm -hmm. to have happened. And the listener, the receiver needs to understand it. So when you're dealing with your people, do you start with that internal communication and then push it to the outside communication? Or do you do work on both of them at the same time? We work on both of them at the same time. And I'm so glad that you're bringing that part of it up because yes, it's so important because often people's self-talk is so right. negative, right? And they <laughs> don't realize how that is then causing them to show up for others. Or they right. don't realize that when they are exhausted, how their lack of patience, lack of empathy is showing up for other people. And they're like, I just want to be a good leader. I just want to be a good parent. And so then people are going to bed with a lot of regret and shame and guilt because they are not taking care of themselves because they're not regulated emotionally, right? Meaning that they're like flying off the handle about stuff getting angry, right? It, it often shows up as like anger for men and women right. that it's showing up, but it's really the deeper things that are underneath that's creating the anger. And oftentimes it's not anger about what they're 
acting angry about. So if our listeners, I'm fairly certain that some of our listeners are going, oh, that makes sense to me. I can point my finger right at that one. Boom, bingo. So are there any tools, any things that they can do right now without having to go call somebody, without getting permission, without going and re-educating themselves? Is there something they can do right now to start making that shift and that change in their life? Yeah, I think right now, an easy first step, maybe not easy, but a first step, it can be uncomfortable for people, is to really get clear on where you are in your life. Um, so I often will use the wheel of life. You talked about health, wealth, and relationships. It can start that simply, okay? How satisfied and fulfilled I am, am I in this area of my life? Right. right. Or if you want to make it broader than those three, you can think about you know finances, mental health, other areas. But just doing a self-assessment to say, how satisfied and fulfilled am I? Am I showing up in the way that I desire? Am I creating the the legacy that I desire? Getting clear on that and then saying, okay, if the answer is no, it's not about judgment or feeling like a failure. It's saying, okay, this is one thing that I can start with, right? Okay. Maybe I'm just going to start with my relationship. I'm just going to start with having dinner with my family and not being on my phone, right? The little things matter. And I love this idea of like the 1% better every day. And so when we think about just the 1% and not that we have to change our whole life all at one time, because you know, you're know you not going to be successful if you try to change every single thing in one day because you get inspired by a call. It's not going to work. Right. But what's one small thing that you can do when you're making sure that it's aligned with what you truly desire? So do you recommend doing this in a uh, contemplative um, meditative state or, well, we should all do that anyway, but, or should we actually document what we're doing? Should we actually put it on paper and say, this is where I'm at. We take those three things and here's the plus, the yeah. good, the bad, the indifferent. And that gives us a tool to look at. Yeah. Uh, so I find that there's a lot of benefit. And when I guide people through doing it from a meditative state and then putting it on paper, but right. a lot of people, especially the people I work with, the meditating is hard for them. They're full of anxiety and thoughts and they're like, I can't do this. So I'm not going to say, hey, this is simple and easy. Go meditate and then write this stuff down. So I'd say starting off, if it's somebody who's listening to this podcast right now and they're like, yes, I'm inspired. I want to do one thing. Make a list of the important areas of your life, however many that is for you. And then rate each one. How satisfied and fulfilled am I in each of these areas? And then pick one thing that you can start with from okay. that one list. So I call it the MIT. All right. Most important thing. Find out what your most important thing is, right? <laughs> and just get on yeah. it. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So now if people wanted to reach out to you and seek you for some guidance or information, how could they possibly do that? Yeah. So my name, L-A-R-I-S-A-H-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. And I you can find me on all the social media platforms or my website, LarissaHarrington.com and reach out. And I work with organizations on leadership, uh, particularly around burnout, recovery and prevention, communication, okay. um, emotional intelligence or for individuals. Now, I noticed that you have this real wonderful free gift for people. So about a 10-minute meditation. Can you tell me about that? And where would people go to find it? Yeah. Yeah. So for people who 
want to meditate, but they're like, I can't meditate on my own. You can, uh, can you drop the link for them as a part, yes, part I will, of this I'll podcast? Sure, or? Yes, I'll, I'll oh, make okay. sure they have it in somewhere written down so people can get to it. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So Daniel will put it in there and it's a just a 10 minute meditation on reducing anxiety and increasing peace. And it's a really great way to either start your day or as like a midday break to help slow down and get clear. Because a lot of times when we think about self-care, people say, I don't have time. Right. And self-care doesn't have to take a long time for it to be impactful. So you can even listen to like two minutes of it and it could right. still be beneficial. So you can throw that thing right on your phone. You got your earbuds in at work. You just sit yeah. back, take that deep breath, turn it on and chill for a few minutes and then get back <laughs> to work, right? Exactly. Because instead, a lot of people are just like scrolling on social media or doing other things and they're like i don't have time for self-care like you do have time yeah. what what are you what are you doing with that time so solarissa tell me we, we've covered a lot of stuff is there anything we haven't touched on is there anything that you would like to express to people anything going on that you would like to promote or, or what's happening um yeah i think we've touched on it but i just really want to reiterate it check your beliefs Right. Notice where your beliefs are maybe supporting you or where they're not supporting you and see if when we're talking about taking care of self and taking care of others, does that actually feel possible for you? Right. Or are you doing the things that you say you want to do? Because most people, that's where they realize like some, there's a disconnect when you mm -hmm. say you want to do something, but then you don't follow through instead of blaming or falling into like the shame and guilt around it. Just recognize that. And that's where the mindfulness piece comes in. Paying attention on purpose without judgment. Don't judge yourself, but pay attention to those things. And you think about how you want to show up. I know you have a lot of parents that listen to this. How do you want to show up as a parent? What is it that you want to model to your kids, to people in the community? What? How do you want to be around for them? Right? Your health is important. It's not about just the short term, oh, I don't have time for it because these other people or other things are important. It's no, your health matters and we can't control everything, but there's a lot that we can influence in our lives. And so make sure that you're investing in the right things. And it starts with you getting really clear on what those right things are. So more people might not know it, but they have more control over their life than they think they do. Is that what you're saying? Right. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. All right. So grab onto it, folks. Grab onto it. Be the person you want to be. Might take a day or two, but you can do it, right? All yes. right. Well, Larissa, I want to thank you very much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. And for all of you listening, contact information, the link to the meditation will be down below or on the side or above, somewhere around this video. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's still going to be in the show notes anyway. All right. So this is Daniel with Emergency Action Planning and the wonderful, beautiful Larissa Harrington, who loves to help people be better. Thank you, Larissa. You take care and have a wonderful day. Thanks so much.